I keep a close watch on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tie that binds Because you're mine I walk the line We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right, we are walking the line here on The Mark Milton Show with The Smash and Solly. Smash, have you, uh, excuse me, broadcasting here from the Miller Furniture Studios on 590TheFan.com. Have you followed uh, any of this Kyle Rittenhouse trial in Wisconsin? I unfortunately have not other than the news. I, I, like, I didn't sit there and watch the watch it live. Right, right, right. Other than the news, because uh, I was working and everything. But oh, you got, uh, you, tell me, yeah, you got to work. You got, you got another job besides besides, besides the Mark Some Millen people show. People trying to move up in life, <laughs> sir. But so <laughs> let me tell you something. So I've I've been captivated by this. I've been actually following this story. I mean, we we did a segment on this this story okay. back in back in August of 2020 after after this incident happened. And if, for those that don't remember, this was right. the uh, shooting that took place during the riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, after uh, there was another police shooting there. Yep. Uh, he had days of riots, and this kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, who at the time was 17 years old, uh, was in town with another, you know, with a friend, and, and they were part of a group that was, you know, basically they said they went there to protect property yep. um, from the rioters and the looters. Um, you can question, you know, his wisdom and in, in being there. Sure. Um, but if you looked at the facts of the case back then and the videos that were available back then, it seemed to me like a pretty clear case of self-defense. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, he had, he did he was carrying an AR-15. Right. He was attacked. Um, he fired back and, and killed uh, three people, wounded another. And so, um, obviously, a tragic situation, no matter, you know, who you are or, you know, where you are on the on the sp- political spectrum, but um, to charge him with with first degree murder as they did here, and to watch this prosecutor who it, I it, I've ne- I mean I, I don't like to use the word douchebag, but this guy seriously is probably one yeah. of the biggest douchebags I've yeah, ever I seen. See him. Um, clearly politically motivated to, yeah. to bring this prosecution. Um, there was testimony that came out from a photographer who was there. He admitted on the stand that that he was pressured by the prosecution. I did see that on the news yeah. to change his testimony, right, 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 which is just incredible. I mean, I let me tell you this: this is and we, we record this show on Thursday. That's airing on Sundays. I yeah. don't know if there'll be a verdict by Friday, but I will say this: like I don't see any chance this kid gets gets convicted. Yeah, based on what I've seen in, in the case, not even to I, be made the example that they're trying to make out of him. A jury? Yeah. No, I don't. I, I mean, you'd have to have a unanimous verdict to right. say this kid commit, committed first degree murder. Now, okay. he has the burden as a defendant who's asserting self defense to prove self defense. And I yeah. think he's done that just based on his testimony. And the which videos was, and everything. And the videos, the track record of these guys, yeah. the, the individuals who attacked him. I mean, yeah. they have lengthy criminal records. Um, they were committing, you know, they were they were attacking him. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no. The only dispute there is, is with the first guy who, you know, it was basically. He, he they kind of cornered Rittenhouse and Rittenhouse claims the guy charged at him and tried to take his gun and that's when he shot him. Yeah, shot him four times. The four times is maybe you know maybe that yeah. shows something else. Um, but nevertheless, then after that shooting happens, he takes off running down the street. He's being chased by a mob. The guy comes up and hits him on the head with a skateboard. Yeah, he falls to the ground. Another guy's running up to to hit him and then he shoots yeah. him. Then another guy. Um, who got his arm blown off or his, his, his bicep got yeah. destroyed. 
He pointed a pistol at the kid yeah. while he's sitting on the ground. He shoots him. Doesn't shoot and anybody else. There's video else. of that. That's what's crazy. Yeah, there's video of that. And then he runs. He runs up to the police immediately and says, "Hey, I just shot people." Like, to, like trying to turn himself in. They tell him to go away. He then an hour later turns himself into another police station. So, like all these facts, if you're a uh, a neutral arbiter of facts, as prosecutors really should be, you'd say, you know, this this case. This is self-defense, and this shouldn't be prosecuted. Right. But instead, you've got a politically motivated person who— Sure. The assistant ADA, uh, in this case, a guy named Thomas Harbinger, I believe yeah. his name is Har Harbinger? Harbinger. No, Thomas Binger is his name. He ran for uh, district attorney in nearby county, Racine County, lost. Yeah. So now he's still ADA here in Kenosha County. I mean, clearly politically motivated— Clearly so loving the spotlight. Case, he's, he's right. And now he's going to lose the case. I yeah. think he's going to face serious ethical bar bar issues really? because of his conduct. And we're going to play a clip here of an exchange with a judge. Which I was just I watched this live, and I'm thinking to myself, this case might get dismissed because what happened was so Kyle Rittenhouse takes the stand. Right, you have yeah. a Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. You don't have to you don't have to testify in your own defense. Okay. So in mo most cases. Defense attorneys are not going to want their clients to testify. Too much can go wrong. But in a case of self-defense, you almost have to because you have to you have to explain why your actions were justified and why why it was self-defense. So yeah. I get why they put him on the stand here. Although in this case too, the the prosecution's case was so bad. I mean, the, their witness some of their witnesses were so bad, gave inconsistent testimony. Where yeah. you know the defense was able to expose most of them as liars and criminals. But here again, I think ultimately they decided hey, we got to put him on the stand. <clears throat> and the prosecutor tried to use his silence up until that point against him, which is a huge no-no. All right. And the judge stepped in immediately um, and admonished the prosecutor because you can't, you know, jurors, you know, they don't know the law. They don't under maybe understand right. the Fifth Amendment, but he has an absolute right to remain silent. And not only that, that assertion of that right cannot be in any way used to try to prove your guilt, right? You can't say at a trial, well, the guy lawyered up immediately. That's evidence of his guilt. Most people might think it is, yeah. but you still can't say that uh, in court. So we're going to play this clip. It's about a minute. All right. Thanks. So I didn't this interpret is, your ruling as this yeah. is absolutely never coming in. And I have practiced before you, Your Honor. I have filed other actions, motions before you. Your practice oftentimes is to reserve ruling on those until you see the evidence. And I think you even said something to that effect at our I undoubtedly did. So I thought this is my good faith explanation to you. And if you want to yell at me, you can. My good faith feeling this morning after watching that testimony was you had left the door open a little bit. Now we had something new and I was going to probe it. I don't believe you. There better not be another incident. I'll take the motion under advisement. Um, and you can respond. Um, when you say that, that you were acting in faith, good faith, I don't believe that, okay? Let's proceed. Everybody in good faith. All right. Um, bring, would you come up, please, Mr. So, right there. I mean, basically, the judge calls him a liar. Yeah. I mean, which is a pretty astonishing thing. I mean, for calls a judge, who, who the attorney, the prosecutor. Yeah, exactly. This binger guy. I mean, basically yeah. says, I don't believe that you were acting in good faith. I believe you purposely tried to taint the jury by bringing up the fact that he asserted his right to, you know, remain silent. Yeah. And that's a big deal. And so the, right. the defense filed a motion for a mistrial with prejudice, which, mean, which means if the judge were to dismiss the case, Based on, you know, or not dismiss it, but if he granted the motion for a mistrial, 
with prejudice means the prosecution can't bring the case again. So he's, he goes oh, free. Oh, no kidding. And double jeopardy attaches. Yeah. Whoa. So he said he said there, you heard him say, I, I take it under advisement. Yeah. My suspicion is that he's thinking to himself, this case is going really poorly for the prosecution. Yeah. Let's let a jury give him an acquittal. And if they don't, he could still come in and and grant the defense's motion for a mistrial with prejudice would mean which would mean he would go free, which would be pretty wow. pretty unbelievable. Now you can go free, but you won't be free the rest of your life. Oh, you got to be looking. Over. You got to be looking over your shoulder all the time. Right, his life. This kid's life is over. He's eighteen years yeah, old. Right, <clears throat> and it's like Darren Wilson in St., you know in St. Louis, police officer right. shot Michael Brown. I mean, his life was effectively destroyed by what happened. Yep. He didn't ask for it. You know, the, the, we talked about the facts there. You know. The false narrative, same thing here. The false narrative throughout this Rittenhouse, the post, the aftermath of this Rittenhouse case, you had the media, you know, talking about he was a white supremacist and all yeah, this right. crap that is not true. There's no evidence of that. Yeah. Um, and, and so he, and it was like he shot white people, and but they 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 portrayed him as this like evil person, and then yeah. like you see the the testimony, and he was there to give first aid to people. He brought his. He's a he's a trained lifeguard, certified lifeguard. He's a cadet at the local fire department, EMT, doing EMT training. So it's like, yeah, you can think it's weird. And that was what's funny. Like this prosecutor, when he was questioning him, just came off as so smug and arrogant. Yeah. And I just think juries, uh, they see that. And, and juries also respond to likability. If they don't like the attorneys, that's that's a problem for you. If you right. and and I think in this case, the favor the the favorability, if you will, of the attorneys weighs very heavily in favor of the defendants. And also when you have a judge and granted that that last exchange was done outside the presence of the jury, but there were some other exchanges where the jury was present, where the judge would admonish the prosecutor. And when you have a judge sitting there who, you know, people view as, you know, very authoritative and someone that can be trusted and he's admonishing the prosecutor, that that sticks in the mind of a jury. Yeah. Now, why would this prosecutor want to uh, take that risk take the risk of bringing that bringing that up the the yeah i didn't right. know how to say it, but that's what it is so that's what the defense argued they said it was intentional uh-huh. because he wanted to get a mistrial because the case was going so poorly he wanted and that's why because it was going bad it was going so badly uh, they said that he they believed he intentionally right. went there right he went yeah. there to a place where he knew he wasn't supposed to go wow. to try to get a mistrial. He's, we've seen Jack McCoy do, do some things <laughs> on Law and Order that you know you Jack raise McCoy. your eyebrows. Yeah, those thick bushy eyebrows of his. But you know, in, in those cases, he's done some things that. But here, that's that's the crux of the defense's argument. Is like, look, you did this knowing you were you were you were you know walking dangerously yeah. close to a third rail, and so and I think the defense almost doesn't want a mistrial unless it's with prejudice because the case is going so well for them. Um, and that's where I think the judge, you know, he said he took it under advisement and he basically called, he did call the guy a liar. He said, I don't yeah. believe that you were acting in good faith, which means he believes he did it intentionally, right. which means that would give grounds for uh, a mistrial with prejudice. All right. So let's say a lawyer does that. Can you, the system, not put him in jail because he's being a punk about it? So, I don't know if he could go to jail for prosecutorial misconduct. There was, uh-huh. uh, you certainly, you know, your bar license would be a jeopardy. You could face civil liability. I remember, really? you remember the case of the Duke lacrosse guys? Yeah. Yeah. That they, they sued 
sued the uh, yeah. prosecutor there for malicious prosecution. He lost his bar license. Huh. Um, so I definitely think as more facts come out, this guy's going to be, you know, potentially world of trouble. And also, I mean, the media has uh, has culpability here from a civil standpoint. You know, you saw the kid uh, Sandman from uh, Ohio, oh, yeah, the kid right. that was portrayed as a white supremacist. For, on, for, uh... Well, you remember them? He was with the Native Americans in D.C. and they said he was, you know, shouting racial slurs at them, and they were on the mall. Oh, and he okay. sued. I'm... He sued for like a hundred million dollars. Washington Post, uh, CNN, and he got a huge settlement. I thought you were talking about the Kunan uh, shaman or whatever. No, they no, no, no. Guy. We can talk about him later. But no, Sandman was like the kid, high yeah, school kid from that's right. Cincinnati, Ohio, who exactly right, was man. portrayed as this like evil white supremacist yeah. based on nothing. I mean, the, yeah. the media had no facts other than the fact that he had a MAGA hat on. He had the Make yeah. America Great Again hat on, that. and so he ended up suing and got like a hundred million dollars. Oh, I know. So I mean, I guess if Rittenhouse is successful here, he's certainly going to bring a civil lawsuit against not only the prosecution, but also the media Yeah, because his life is ruined. They've portrayed him as a white sure. supremacist and murderer. And he's not, the yeah. facts don't support that conclusion. And from a like willfulness standpoint, the media was completely just disregarded the facts. They wanted to, they wanted to put out a narrative that, that, right. that would, you know, that would sell, that would, would fit all oh, these, you know, this yeah. is a white kid who's, you know, yeah. uh, white supremacist shooting people. And it just hasn't proved, and I, I hope he does sue them for. While all the people the media was backing were burning the place down. Exactly, that's what's incredible. So, yeah. so what was most shocking, and again it goes to the arrogance of this prosecutor and just sort of the, this mind-boggling yeah. is he said, "Why didn't you call nine one one?" Really? And Rittenhouse, I mean, wow, the, kid, the place was well, right. torching. Yeah, nobody like who's going to respond? Wow. Obviously, the police aren't going to do anything, and exactly. that's the bigger problem. Like society is to blame for this. The fact that we let these riots go yeah, on, right. As long as we did without arresting people, without punishing people. I mean, yeah, there was nobody to call. Who's yeah. going to call? Who's going to come save you at that point? Right. Oh. So that was. I thought that was just like if you're a jury and you're hearing that, like everything was to me favorable to Rittenhouse. Like every yeah. que every line of question was just. A big, a big thud. It'll I mean, it be just, interesting to see. It will be interesting. I also thought it was interesting the way um, the defense started presenting their case after the prosecution rested, and they announced we call Kyle Rittenhouse and like we're ready to move. And you could tell the def the prosecution was not expecting that uh -huh. at that point. So I think they caught him off guard a little bit, uh -huh. which also led to him struggling through the cross examination. Uh -huh. And um, I'm telling you, it was it was fascinating court TV. I love. Being able to watch these trials on TV is really yeah. is really captivating to me yeah. as a lawyer. It's something that I, yeah. I really take great joy in watching. What was the first one that uh, ever made it big? Was that the OJ, OJ thing? I think yeah. it's probably OJ. Right. Which so. you know, day in day out watching that this this trial has been relatively short. I mean, OJ was like months long. Oh, which I is crazy. remember that. <laughs> Insane. All right, right, you're listening to the Mark Milton Show. Here with the smash on 590, 590thefan.com, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. Miller Furniture with locations in Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and Ellisville, 1.2 miles east of Clarkson Road. They got their Veterans Day sale going on now through the 15th, Monday. You can go check them out in-store. You can shop online at millerfurniture.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, furniture.com. Also want to tell you about Lordo's Diamonds Smash. I know you went in there and... Uh, Picked up a nice gift for I did, man. Lady Chop Chop and the how thank you, thank you, you Mike it? and Jimmy and Myra. How are they liking it? How's well, liking it? you know, I try not to make the girls cry. <laughs> she cried because she didn't know I was that tender. Oh, 
Well, you she can, loved it. You can make your lady feel as nice as uh, Lady Chop Chop by checking out Lordos Diamonds, lordosdiamonds.com. You can shop in store at 9222 Clayton Road there in the plaza with the uh, old truffles uh, yeah. there right off Clayton Road. Um, you ever go there and party man? at truffles, man? I've been to shovels, yeah. yeah. I have. A, I've been to party Thursday place, night, huh? Saturday night. It gets, Thursday gets night, rowdy. Uh, but go in and tell Mike and Jimmy that Milty and the Smash sent you. They'll take great care of you. They're my family's jeweler for life. They can be your family's jeweler for life. There's nothing like having I go somebody. Along with that. Nothing like having somebody you know you can trust. You know, give you the, yep. give you the good price. You know, you know what you're getting is high quality. That's Lordos Diamonds. LordosDiamonds.com. We'll be right back here on the Mark Milton Show with the Smash.